God's Little Brown Church Sermon Series featuring Pastor Andrew Chrysler. I want to talk this morning about uh, the, t- the title is Praise God. And we praise God because He is worthy of praise. Not because necessarily because things are going good, because quite honestly, things don't always go good. But God is worthy of praise no matter what our circumstances are. God is worthy of praise just because of who He is. We start in Isaiah 6, beginning with verse 1. Those that want to... Look it up in your Bible, some do. In Isaiah 6. Starting with verse 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah, in a vision, saw the Lord. And in that vision, seeing the Lord, seeing the angels crying out to one another, talking about how holy God was. The whole earth is full of His glory. And Isaiah sees himself in light of the holiness and the perfection of God. And recognize his shortcomings and recognize he is undone. He is basically helpless, useless, uh, destroyed because he saw God. And he says, not only am I a man of unclean lips, but I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Everyone around, we're all messed up. But when Isaiah saw God and saw himself in comparison, he recognized his shortcomings. He recognized that he was completely, you know, without, without, uh, without any standing. He just recognized he was destroyed. If God wasn't merciful to him, and you know the story, you go on in Isaiah uh, Isaiah 6, as he's going along talking about this, this is when the angel brings a, temp, a uh, coal from the, from the uh, altar and touches his lips and purifies his lips and says, I put my word in your mouth. And then, then God goes on to say, who will go for us and who shall we send? And Isaiah says, here am I, send me. This is the calling of Isaiah. But the point I wanted to make is when Isaiah saw God He saw the holiness of God. It destroyed him. He he lost all... uh, He lost all grounds, lost all... uh, any self-pride, any uh, self-pleasure, any self-anything. 
as he saw himself in light of a holy God. He saw himself in light of God. And it just wiped him out. And he recognized his own wretchedness. In Job 42, beginning with verse, verse 1. Now, I've talked about this a lot the last couple of weeks, how in Job 1, Job is the most righteous man around. Later on in Job 1, after he's lost uh, all, his, all his flocks and herds and, and even his children, he said, the Lord is given, the Lord is taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. In Job 2, after he's sitting on the ash heap and he's got the boils on his body and he's scraping his skin just to get some relief from the itch and the pain. And his wife comes and says, why don't you curse God and die? And he goes on and he says, shall we receive good from the Lord and not difficulties or adversities also? It's still God is worthy to be praised in think it's around chapter 12, he says, I know that my Redeemer lives. But by the time we get to, Isaac, we get to Job 42, we'll start here with verse 1, Job 42. Now God has just said, where were you? Do you know where I keep the storehouses of snow? Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook? And go say, do you know where I keep the winds? Do you know where I do all of this stuff? Were you there when I formed the earth? Job's response is very telling. Job 42, beginning with verse 1, says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. Here's Job's response. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you, and I abhor myself and repent in dust, dust and ashes. Job, when he came in relationship with God, when he came into the presence of God, the, the most righteous man in the East, the best one around, the example you want to be like Job. It's the one who, who, by Job 42, he says, wait a minute. Just because everyone else thinks I'm, I'm the best, I still, when I see myself in light of God, I hate myself, I abhor myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. Coming into the presence of God, coming into the knowledge and understanding of who God is. The God that created the heavens and earth, that knows you intimately, that knits you together in your mother's womb, draws us into relationship. Wants us to spend time with Him, wants us to draw close to Him. And when we recognize that, we should be overwhelmed. The God who spoke the world in existence calls us into relationship. The God who spoke and the universe came into being, created man from the dust of the earth. But for the first part, you know, the first six days until he gets to that last part of the sixth day where he formed man, he spoke it and it happened. Let the dry land appear. 
Let the seas be gathered into one place. Let there be light. He spoke these things and they existed. And they came into being. This God calls us into relationship. This God who is worthy of praise, whether He calls us into relationship or not, is worthy to be praised. God is beyond words. Incredible. Amazing. We, uh, words cannot describe God. Yet He calls us into relationship. He draws us near. He sent His Son. He sent Jesus to make the way of reconciliation that we could have a relationship with this God. The God who created us. The God who nothing is too hard for Him. Isaiah 12. This is actually a... Uh, a psalm in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah talking to, the, talking to the people. Actually, God speaking to the people through Isaiah. Says, in that day, you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. Stop right there for just a minute. Has God intervened in your life? Do we praise God each and every day for what He's done? God is worthy of praise. Even if He hadn't done anything, but He shows His love to us. The fact that we are drawn the fact that we are His, the fact that we have salvation, we have life eternal, is the gift of God. And He made the way. I don't know about you, I was pretty messed up. Okay, I do know about you because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. We were all messed up. We might not have all been messed up in the same way. But we were all separated from God. We were all sinners. We were all destined for hell. In fact, everything short of burning in hell is the tender mercies of God. But praise God for His tender mercies because He has intervened in my life. I am not the person that I used to be. He has intervened in your life. He has redeemed your life from destruction. God is worthy to be praised. That's why it says, verse 3 there says, Therefore with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. God has made the way to reconciliation. He has opened the door. He has drawn us close. Jesus said, no one comes to me except my Father draw them. If you've come to Jesus, it's because the Father said, you, come with me. You, draw close. You, I want a relationship with you. God is worthy of praise. Verse 4. In that day, in that day you will say, praise the Lord, call upon His name, declare His deeds among the people, make them... Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things, and this is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Go back to verse 4. Praise the Lord and call upon his name. Make mention that the name of the Lord is to be exalted. Do we tell other people what great things God has done? When... Um, the uh, the madman of Gadara, Legion, 
the guy that had the, the, had the legion of devils in him that Jesus cast, cast out. That they went into the swine, went into the sea, and got drowned. The swine got drowned. He said, Lord, I'll follow you. And Jesus said, no. Go back to your people, go back to your, your, your village, and say what great things the Lord has done for you. Carl was talking earlier as we were getting into, into the prayer time about uh, praying for a move of the Holy Spirit on the, on the hearts of the people and a boldness to share what God has done. What has God done in your life? He has done great things in my life and in your life. I should be dead, but God had a plan. I should be crippled, but God had a plan. That's not to say that those who are crippled, God didn't have a plan for them. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, things have happened in my life that had God not had plans, there is no reason that they wouldn't have taken another turn. If God hadn't been in the midst of it, if God hadn't been directing my steps because he called me to preach when I was 12, even though I spent so many years running from him, he had a plan. Remember, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God does not change his mind about what he wants you to do. And God's sovereignty and God's plan even accounts for my foolishness, for my wickedness. Uh, there's a, a thing I've seen a couple of different times. It says, if you think you got, let God down, whoever told you you were holding God up. God has a plan and purpose for our lives that even knows about our missteps, our mistakes, our sins. Yet the things God brings us through, He uses to touch the hearts and lives of other people. I can relate to people in certain circumstances because of things I've been through that other people may not be able to relate to. Um, God makes each and every one of us unique. And we are all to come together to strengthen the body of Christ, to encourage one another, to lift one another up. Because it's not, you know, we're not lone rangers here. We're all part of one another. And we're not all going to be the same. Praise God. I'm glad I don't look out and see a whole bunch of Andrews. <laughs> Hall of Mirrors is a scary place. You know what I'm saying? But God is at work in each and every one of us, and he's made us unique and individual for his plan and purpose, and we don't necessarily understand what that is. But one day I will know even as also I am known. One day I will stand in the presence of the Holy One, and everything I will understand. One day I will know, even as also I am known. And I'm like, Lord, why did you lead me down that path? I think about that. I think about that sometimes. When I, I moved up from Richmond, Virginia, St. Patrick's Day of 98. And I had a choice. I could take the train that routed me through New York up to Montreal. Or I could take the train that came up here to stop in St. Albans and get on a bus to go to Montreal. That was, that was the route. And I have no clue. I don't remember. Of course, it's been a long time ago, but I don't remember. But there was a reason why I said, I'll take the one through Vermont. Now, I got turned around at the border. You can't just move up to Canada. It's another country, all of that. But as I got turned around, I started meeting people, and it was obvious I was where I was supposed to be. 
it's what seemed like an insignificant choice in Richmond, Virginia, was the leading of the Holy Spirit because of a plan that he had. One of the first people that I met was a person who later became the pastor of this church and later turned this church over to me when he retired. Had I gone the other way, I wouldn't have met Howard. But if God's plan was for me to be here and I was stubborn and went that way, God still would have found a way to get me over here. I have faith in that. I don't know what it would have looked like. But I know that God is the one who directs our steps and God is the one who is, who is guiding us. Verse 5 says, Sing to the Lord, for He has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Do we praise God publicly? Do we thank God? Do we give glory to God when we're out at the store? Do we pray over our food? Do, do we... Are we examples of God's work in somebody's life? God is worthy to be praised no matter what our circumstances or situations are. Psalm 30, beginning with verse 1, says, I will extol you, O Lord. Lord, I will praise you. I will give praise to your name. I will extol you. For you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. Hmm? Okay, keep going. Keep going. There we go. Okay. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up out of the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks for the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We have all gone through things in our life that God has brought us through. I know God has brought us through because you're here today. Your very breath that you breathe is a gift from God. Um, if God was done with us, there's no sense to be keeping you around. But God has a plan and purpose for each and every day that we have. David said, all of my days are written in your book before ever any of them were. God knows what's coming. And I talked about this before. Uh, scripture says, uh, before you call, I will answer. God makes a promise. And talks about how, or we've, we've talked in here before about how uh, Deb and I had been in Branson, Missouri. It's for our 15th anniversary. And on the way back, we were praying, Lord, we need to know what the weather is by the Great Lakes. Because we're coming by Lake Erie and Lake Ontario in November. And we needed to know what the weather was. And we're praying and there was no... Uh, we couldn't find out anything online. We couldn't find out anything on the radio. We're checking on, you know, checking on the web, trying to find out what the weather is. We have no inclination what's coming but we know that we need to, uh, to hear from God we needed an answer and before we left Ohio went to get off the highway and saw the first set of Vermont plates we'd seen in 12 days 
And it was a couple on their way to Cincinnati where their son had been for 40 years. Their 40-year-old son had been there for four years. And they were going to go visit him. They lived in Hinesburg, Vermont. So they had left, and we ran into them just barely in Ohio, just before Pennsylvania. And they said, don't go near the Great Lakes. There's a horrible storm up there. We had been praying, trying to get an answer from the Lord, and God had sent somebody from Heinsburg to give us the answer. And then I thought, the thought of, God says, before you call, I will answer. And how far in advance did God set that up? The four years that the guy was in Cincinnati, the 40 years the guy was, or some generations back, God knew what was coming, knew we would need an answer at that moment, at that day. And the Lord who directs our steps provided the answer that we needed. God is worthy to be praised. Think about the great things God has done in your life. So many of them we miss. It's just, oh, it's a coincidence, or, oh, that's nice, and just go on. This is the sovereign hand of an almighty God that loves us, that's at work in our lives and work in our circumstances. He is worthy to be praised. Romans 15, beginning with verse 4. says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may be in one mind and one mouth, one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We might come together and encourage one another in praising God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord and forget not all his benefits. He heals all your diseases. He cleanses all your iniquity. Praise God. He is at work in our lives. Final passage, Ephesians 1, beginning with verse 3. Again, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us acceptable in, or accepted in the beloved. God has been at work in your life since before you were born. All of your days were written in the book before ever any of them was. The God who created us, the God who created everything around us, shown his love toward us, and he is worthy to be praised. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your hand in our lives. We thank you, Father, for your mercy toward us. We thank you, Lord, that you have shown yourself mighty in each and every one of us. Father, as you've drawn us by your spirit, as you led us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake, as you delivered our lives from destruction, as you pulled us out of the miry clay and set our feet upon the solid rock, as you've intervened and actually saved our lives saved our souls, accepted us in the beloved, is the passage we just, said, just read. 
that you've done this. You've shown yourself mighty. And Lord, you've shown that you are worthy of praise even if you never do another thing. You are holy and righteous in all of your ways. And just as Isaiah, when he saw you, said, Woe is me, for I am undone. As Job, when he, when he saw you, said, Before I've heard of you by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes have seen you. And I'm undone. I abhor myself. I hate myself. And repent in sackcloth and ashes. As the children of Israel around, around the mountain, as they heard the, th the thunderings of your voice, they were afraid to sent Moses up to talk. Said, you, told Moses, you go talk to him and we'll stay back. But whatever he tells you, we'll do it. You have shown yourself mighty. You have, you have been wondrous in all of your ways. You are the self-existent one. You are holy and righteous. All of your ways are right. And we join with the angels singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And the whole earth is full of your glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit glbcdt.org.